Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, Hallmarkies and Postables. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. Deliver me a podcast. I am Cami Clements. If you're watching on YouTube, no, my name is not Rachel Wagner all of a sudden. <laughs> I am filling in and I am Cami Clements, the hooked hearty when I do the what I do when calls the heart. And I am joined by the lovely and very talented Jess. Well, thank you for that introduction. Hello, everybody. We are missing our wonderful co-host, Casey. She had to go take care of her kids. So we miss her, we love her, and hope that she'll join us on the next one. All right, so today, take a deep breath because you're gonna need it. (laughs) And have the tissues handy. (laughs) Okay, we are going over Sign Seal Delivered, episode two of the series, To Whom It May Concern. Okay. Jess and I just watched this last night, the night before this recording, and we were both crying. <laughs> going to say it right now, we were both crying. So, <laughs> As every postable does when watching this very touching episode. You know, this, I, I have to say that in the concise form, it did, the show did pretty darn well. I like the movies better because they're able to take more time and explore more ideas. But for being a one hour show, it's pretty darn good for them to get all of that intrigue and all because they're doing separate stories this the storyline with the four postables continues but it's a different story of a different letter each time and so that i think is just amazing that they're able to get in and pack in so much story and so much emotion into one episode so I, this has to be my favorite episode. Well, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know if I can pick a favorite episode. (laughs) There are no favorites. (laughs) I'm trying. That, that needs to be another podcast, Jess. We need to, we need to, you know, we need to rank, we we need to rank our episodes of of, uh, Sign Seal Delivered. Let's see how much of a challenge that would be. (laughs) Just have to roll (laughs) dice. Like, okay, just randomly pick them. Because you can make a case for half uh, of them. (laughs) <laughs> one in a million roll the dice <laughs> that fits right one in a million <laughs> roll the dice okay it gets number seven <laughs> anyway so 
let's start with the very, very first shot of that scarf floating through the air with the Middle Eastern music in the background. I mean, right away, I don't know about you, Jess, but that was just, that caught my attention immediately. That's like, who killed him as the first line of a book? You know, <laughs> just that, that was incredibly intriguing, incredibly emotional for a three second shot. Yeah, and I would definitely agree. They, that's kind of like what you're saying about, you know, packing so much into a small, a short time window for an episode, but they really utilize the music and just kind of, I don't know what the proper film term is, but how they use their shots um, to create those emotions and to really make it authentic because this could have come across really, I don't know, not like, I don't know what the word is, but to really make it feel authentic and real that using all of that is kind of what made it be like that, you know, for us as the viewers. Do you think that you were thinking maybe it could have come across as forced if it hadn't been done right? Maybe, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, and th that is definitely, I think every postable out there will agree that <laughs> this did not come across <laughs> as forced. Okay, so uh, we have a beautiful young girl tossing and turning in her sleep and she's having a nightmare and you hear a male voice shouting sammy sammy you see the you see the scarf flying through the air you see a hand reach out and then she's startled awake and she just has this look of horror on on her face and <laughs> And then you see her look out the window to a man and a young boy loading up a van or uh, I don't know what kind of car it was, but loading yeah. <laughs> up a car. And, uh, and the young boy says, when, I'm when I go to college, I'm only taking my backpack. So you assume that this girl is going off to college. And then you see her put a letter in an envelope. And just this is such a small detail, but the care, the care that she takes to put every single component inside. She clips it together. She mm -hmm. writes out the letter. She kind of holds the card and then she peels off the adhesive strip. I mean, just everything yeah. is done so deliberately it's almost there's like a reverence to her, her process as yes. she's packaging it up yes absolutely and then of course we see her take down a sock we have no idea why she is taking down a sock from her little cork board but obviously it's important yes <laughs> <laughs> and again we are intrigued already we have some mysterious elements and we we have no idea what's really going on all, but i heard chris i heard kristen say in an interview once that martha's writing is so good that just when kristen feels herself getting emotional it says in the script shane becomes emotional you know yeah. and <laughs> and 
I am a very visual person. And so I work so much better with images than I do with written words. And so reading a script, I mean, I've done it a million times. I've been in a lot of plays, but reading a script can be so bland. And, and then you see it on the stage with the actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or yeah. you, or if you're the actor doing the scene, then you start to block it and get the feel for it and you say, Oh, okay. Okay. But for them to, for her to be that good at her writing, I, I, I would love to get a hand on one of those scripts. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So now we are in Colorado and we, we see a very, very tall bear. <laughs> and this bear is not just random. It will reappear throughout, <laughs> throughout the uh, episodes and movies. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. It, but, uh, Apparently, somebody tried. It just goes to show you what some people try to put through the veil. <laughs> somebody tried to put a stuffed grizzly bear, an actual stuffed grizzly like bear. Like life size. Yeah. Life size. <laughs> Not a toy. <laughs> Not a toy. Through the mail. It almost makes me wonder if Martha got that from a real life event or if she just really had a great imagination and wanted to put a bear in there. But I wonder, like, has someone actually tried to do that? <laughs> or is her husband a hunter or something like that? And she said, oh, this would be funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's mail a bear. Put a bunch of stamps on it. <laughs> is her nephew a taxidermist as a hobby? You know? <laughs> you know? But I love what Teresa says, because this, Teresa is in, is the supervisor for two episodes, which, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Daphne Zuniga, who, uh, Andrea, that was her name, she, she did not cross over, and so it was, it was kind of cool that, oh, she's, she's not just uh, moving along with the other storied cast, she is part, she is part of another episode as well and so she says one wayward bear is not going to affect your performance score you know don't beat yourself yourself up honey you know (laughs) yes because uh is it oliver everybody's getting their performance done for oliver just oliver as a as a team leader okay just let's let's talk about just that aspect for a second you know Oliver as as a team leader and his evaluations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, anybody who gets a 95 and it haunts him. <laughs> you gotta uh, wonder I'm about having that high person. school flashbacks. High school flashbacks. <laughs> what, you got a 94 and it haunted you? <laughs> it, pro- it, pro- it did. <laughs> I was Oh my gosh, I was kidding. You're serious. <laughs> I think it might have been a 92, but whatever. (laughs) This is the life of a type A person. Every, every. Apparently. (laughs) Okay, so Oliver is, yeah, Oliver is taking these to new heights and has a grown adult, you know, (laughs) that that a 95 on an evaluation is awesome. still haunting him. You know? 
but of course we know that he gets 98s and all of that. And so then, you know, Teresa going around taking all of her evaluations and the team trying to cover for him, you know, Shane walking in, Oliver, can I have a word with you? You know, <laughs> just and kind of trails off and then uh, you're going to get that done. You are in the middle of getting that completed, aren't you, Miss McInerney? Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then Rita, Rita saying that uh, when Teresa was saying, whose fridge is this? Is it Oliver's or is it the group? Said, it's Oliver's. Oh, yeah. And Nor Norman kind of gives her the look at, yeah. that he shares with, with all the of group. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then Oliver's nervousness when he sees Teresa, like, you're here again. <laughs> that that doesn't seem like something Oliver would say. That seems like something Shane would say. Yeah. Norman has recently been tasked with creating a, you know, he's totally but, yes. making, <laughs> but he's Shane totally is in the field. <laughs> totally making this up as as he goes along and Shane is totally following suit to have laptop will travel yeah. yes I mean for all the cynicism and sarcasm that Shane protrudes from her aura if you will you know uh, all all of that that she does she doesn't want to see Oliver fail she mm -hmm. knows how much it means to him that he doesn't and he and she wants him to get a good score and she doesn't want to get him in trouble and mm -hmm. and then speaking of cynicism she goes straight to blackmail <laughs> <laughs> she, she goes straight to blackmail with i do a lot of work in the field as a matter of fact there's something that i have to do now and I'm just so new at it. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> Are you <laughs> coming, Oliver? <laughs> and you can, you can see him seething. But he's not. But he about can't do anything about anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is when red wine and clams would have come in really. <laughs> oysters? Oysters? Is it? Is it? No, I think it's clams. clams. I thought it was okay, clams. I was right. I was right the first time. Don't, don't uh, doubt yourself, Cammy. You got this. <laughs> I got this. I got this. But yeah, this is when red wine and, and clams would have come in, come in really, really handy for <laughs> Oliver because he was mad. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, and then, of course, Oliver gets the highest score ever on an evaluation yes. <laughs> performance which is 100 percent and of course Teresa was the one to give it to him you know because mm -hmm. she she doesn't she's pursuing a dream of her own she wants to she wants to see him she wants to see him excel and she wants to leave on a good note because as we know this is her last episode mm -hmm. and and so she wants to leave on a happy note Okay, so, uh, so yeah, uh, and you know, she's pursuing the dream all the way to community theater. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because the mayor of Munchkinville may get jury duty. 
we're we're having a lot of we're having a lot of run-ins with jury duty we had it just we had it just the just the other week with uh with when calls the heart there was a whole jury duty involved and now we're recapping <laughs> something that involves jury duty again you know <laughs> But yes, we find out that uh, that Teresa is an understudy for Wizard of Oz at a community theater, and she really wants to pursue that dream of acting in a small way. She's starting out. And finally she leaves and everybody just kind of oh, drops the, <laughs> drops the, the stance. <laughs> yeah, the, the facade. Everybody drops the stance and they pull... They pull out another letter and Shane just goes, oh, can we please not do this now? We went through, we worked through lunch and I'm hungry. And, you know, I, I'm thinking that Shane's a little hangry at this yes. point. Yes, <laughs> I, I would agree, especially considering mm. the events that follow. <laughs> mm, she's, she's hangry. She and I, I'm really surprised here that Oliver doesn't, I don't remember him protesting at all because usually he doesn't like to take the mail out of the office. Um, at least that was like a big thing, I think, in the first it was. pilot. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah, see Oliver and... loosening up a little bit here, too. Yeah, but, you know, I think he took pity on poor Shane because <laughs> they worked through lunch, so they didn't, they didn't get a lunch break. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but we are not in the habit of ignoring miracles, are we, Rita? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the miracle is that there's this mangled envelope with no address that it has been completely the address has been completely torn and the letter and the personal card have not fallen out which yeah i'll agree that's a bit of a miracle yes. so we uh so we see them at the mailbox grill getting dinner and discussing what uh, discussing what's going on they take out the to whom it may concern letter Meanwhile, Shane is uh, <laughs> concocting a science experiment. Yes, I, I have never heard of half of those ingredients go on a salad. Like, maybe it's where I'm from, but Tabasco sauce, I've never heard of that on a salad. I mean, and how do you salsa? do- How do you do Tabasco sauce and salsa? Like, does that- Tabasco sauce and salsa on a salad? Has, are either one of those normal? I have never heard of anything that go on a salad. Girl, I'm a Texan, and putting both <laughs> of those things on a salad is not normal. You know? <laughs> yes, yeah. So I would definitely agree that it's a science experiment. It sounds like uh, when I was a kid, we used to do that with some of my friends. We would just like find random ingredients and try to make a meal out of it. So it sounds almost like <laughs> that's what we would. That's what my friends and I would do. Is we would call it a a secret recipe. Yeah, we would throw all kinds of. Stuff. not not necessarily eating uh, an eating recipe but we would just throw all kinds of stuff together and then see what it did you know yeah <laughs> um so uh so then okay i i just i i have to i have to say one thing right here you know shane offers to take the card and process it in the morning and Oliver says not on your tin type Miss McInerney <laughs> please step away from the salad you know yes. 
I, I had to look up what a tintype was. And, and even Norman, Mr. Vocabulary Guru over there, an odd facts man, didn't know what a tintype was. And Rita says, I'll tell you later. And I, I was kind of sad that they didn't go back to that because tintype is a photo that the image has been, has been um, transferred, I guess, onto a piece of tin. So basically it's a photograph on a piece of tin. Oh, and it's okay. the process of doing that or, or something like that. And I was like, what does that have to do with a military <laughs> with a military form you know, I mean it just what are what are your thoughts on tin type Jess I, I don't know because I feel like I've looked it up before too and I wonder is there um maybe more like an urban dictionary type definition of it where it like kind of alludes to something else and not like a, a formal definition maybe if it does I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Postables, if you have any insight whatsoever into why the heck did Oliver say that, please let us know. Yes, please enlighten <laughs> us. We're, we're a bit confused. <laughs> I just, I have no idea where that line came from. I don't know why, what it has to do with the situation at hand, and I have no idea why Oliver said that. You know, it's just, Yeah. No, and then I have no idea why Rita had had this feeling that she had to tell Norman later, you know. Yeah, that's why we think it maybe is alluding to something else. Yes, that's the thing. I was like, was, were we supposed to remember that, you know? Okay, I'm looking so, it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, okay, wait, can you, you, can you use it in the sentence again? How, okay, what you said? so, so Shane, Shane says... I'm going to process this in the morning, but he doesn't trust her with it because he knows that she's going to break protocol. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, not on your tin type, Miss McInerney. Now, please step away from the south. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure this makes sense with that, but according to Urban Dictionary, um, tin type is a term used to describe men out there who are completely drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't know. That doesn't sound right either. Shane had never seen a picture of Buzz. She has no idea. <laughs> I don't know. There, maybe, it's, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's someone who's really, I don't know. <laughs> okay, now I'm even more lost than I was before. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's talk about that card. Okay, and let's try not to cry. I'm already <laughs> crying. All right, so we meet we meet Sammy, Samila, and her American friend Buzz. And Buzz was the one who gave her the nickname Sammy, which I think is so endearing. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Endearing is the word I was thinking of. <laughs> Great minds. <laughs> Great minds. It's so endearing. It's what, it's what a big brother would do for his little sister. That is something that a big brother would do for his little mm -hmm. sister. And for him to 
take her in so completely and just be so kind to her was so, so sweet. So we see Buzz get a package from his mother. And I love that his, his buddy Cam uh, says, any good movies? I'm like, no, Mission Impossible 1, Mission Impossible 2, <laughs> and, <laughs> which are really old, even for then. He, he went in in what, 2006, 2005, something? That's Sounds when he about went right. to the service. Yeah. yeah, and Mission Impossible 1 was in 97. You know, so that's, <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago, even for then, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting choice to, for her, for his mom to send old movies for even back then. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then socks that are too small and a <laughs> pillowcase. <laughs> I, I mean, you can have the comforts of home, a pillowcase. This mom is obviously a bit of a doter, like moms are supposed to be. You don't hear about her having any other children. And her son is overseas, so of course she wants to send him a care package, with that, which I think is wonderful. I just have to wonder about her choices. <laughs> are, are you telling... Because because Buzz says to Sammy, she always makes them too small. Is she just not that good at knitting? Or is, is she, did she want him to give them away? Or is she? She doesn't realize he's a growing boy and he needs bigger socks. <laughs> and then I think the idea of a pillowcase is sweet. Maybe it's the only thing she could send because a pillow was too big, you know, yeah. I mean, just, but why a pillow case? Or maybe she assumes he already has a pillow and wants him to have the case to, to protect it and keep it clean. Right, well, and I love what Cam said, now if only we had pillows, you know, yeah. and, and then, and then Buzz says, oh, brownies, and, and he, so he gets the brownies, which obviously, are a big thing with him because he doesn't sound surprised. He said, oh yes, they're here. And how sweet that immediately he starts sharing with mm -hmm. all the kids. Yes. You know, he does not hoard them. He does not say, sorry guys, nothing for you today. He immediately starts passing them out. Mm -hmm. And how sweet that she sent him with such a boatload of brownies. Yes. I mean, they're small enough so you can do it, but just, you know, wow, what, what a mom, what a son, you know, they, they both, they, they both just really made an impression on me right there. And then we see that we, we hear Sammy writing the letter as we, as we watch and we see a young Sammy who is a lot more curious than the other kids, than her friends. Mm -hmm. And because uh, everybody else runs away and she yeah. moves closer She's and braver, more, mm -hmm. yeah, more curious, like you said. Uh huh. And Buzz gives her the socks, and uh, and even when and even when Cam says, "Hey, man, you you gotta you gotta be careful," you right? And then he said, "I I can't live like that. I I just can't live like that." And then Sammy brings back her father's hat 
in exchange. I mean, when you think about how little this little girl has, we hear at the end in her valedictorian speech that she was trading shells. She was trading bullet shells for food. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she also said in the note right there that the hat was her father's and it was all she had left of him but she trades it because that is her code and she would never take something without giving something back mm -hmm. what just, a beautiful message that is for us as viewers in a world where we don't mm. really do that like where most people would just take and be like oh thanks great you know we don't always think so much about giving back as we do receiving and so it's, yeah. it is really beautiful, especially to show it um, for a girl so young to, to be doing that as well. Yeah, she was 12, right? I, uh, I believe I she was age. 12. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that she was 12. And she has no family. She's an orphan. And, but she still upholds that dignity and that beautiful idea that mm -hmm. you do not just take something, you always give something back. And how gracious of Buzz to take it, because I mean, yes. that's probably <laughs> not his ideal <laughs> trading, you know? Just, I mean, he got rid of socks that didn't fit, but he's like, I've now got an, a hat from Afghanistan. <laughs> you know? He puts it on, he's he smiles, dancing around. <laughs> once again just shows how good his heart is mm -hmm. and then we see that he has an even better heart and we see him put that pillowcase to good use <laughs> and oh gosh i'm gonna cry again pull it together <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> when when they find her when when the postables find her and, and she says, why, why are you doing this? It's just one letter. And Oliver says, in a world full of texts and tweets and abbreviated thought, so many, I, I'm not quoting it directly, but so many forget the gift of learning to read and write. I almost broke down right then and there because how much are we taking for granted? Absolutely. Circumstances that we are in, even now, even now in a time of crisis, we have online materials mm -hmm. that can help us keep teaching our children. Um, well, uh, <clears throat> we have we have CDs and song lists that have learning songs for our younger kids. We have TV shows that teach them how to count and their shapes and how to read. We have videos that teach kids other languages for crying mm -hmm. out loud. You know, there, there are so many resources and there are so many things that our circumstances give us and so many blessings that we have that we do, we forget mm -hmm. the beautiful gift of merely learning how to speak English, mm -hmm. a, a language that is universal and helpful for anyone who can learn it. And 
learning how to read and write. It's, oh gosh. I absolutely loved that when he said that, that quote, because you're right. I mean, I think we forget, especially as Americans, that education for us is more of a right, um, but it's really a privilege. And we we forget that because it has been given to us as a right. You know, all children must go to school and we forget that some place it's not like that. And, you know, it can be just so beautiful that we had that gift to, to learn and to be able to speak and read and teach others and, and all that. And then what did Sammy do with that gift? She didn't just keep it to herself. First, I mean, every, in every situation, she did what she could. First, mm-hmm. she gathered the children of the village, even when the parents weren't happy, even when she knew that the Taliban could possibly come in mm-hmm. and bomb the school she set it up anyway she had such a hunger and a thirst for learning that first she gathered the children of her village and then when she's in the states she goes to school and she goes to college and then she's a student teacher and she teaches Mm -hmm. other children that may not have the same opportunity, inner city children. And then she becomes valedictorian. The perseverance, I know she's a fictional character, but she reminds me of so many people that we hear about in history books that would not take no for an answer, that have that hunger to succeed and that hunger to thrive and they do it despite all circumstances Mm -hmm. and it is too like a really great message about sharing our gifts not just like physical gifts like she did with the hat but sharing your gift of teaching or of art or of working with your hands you know really being able to use your gifts to help other people they're not just there for you to kind of enjoy by yourself but you know it's really important to share those with others and i think she's a really great example of how you know it's something so simple as learning and she took that and made it a beautiful gift for so many people it was yeah and then on top of all of that she's humble yeah she said he's the he's the reason why i can do all of this (laughs) (laughs) she she would not have gotten far if he if she hadn't had the driving spirit, but yes, Buzz did give her the tools, but she gives all the credit to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, so on top of all of those amazing characteristics, she's humble too. I mean, just, she, she doesn't say, oh, look where I've come, look how far I got. Mm-hmm. She, she completely credits Buzz for mm-hmm everything okay let's backtrack a little bit let's go back to the pillowcase yes and f f is for family i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) when when she says i don't anymore have family and then she says f is for friends okay so beautiful (laughs) And just how she is determined to not be sad. You know, she's determined how to not be sad. And then Buzz turns over the suit, the pillowcase and solidifies it. Okay, 
F is for friend and he does the, and he writes down F equals friend. Mm -hmm. And then when the school does get bombed and everybody's running, that shot of her with that piece of pillowcase because there was stuff in her eyes and Buzz says, no, 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 don't open your eyes. And just him, okay, just, can you, could you hold it together? Well, I was watching with you, but <laughs> could you hold it together when he is screaming out, Sammy, Sammy? I mean, it's, he is a powerful looking scene. for her. I mean, yes, he's become close to her, but obviously he cares about her mm -hmm. so much that he goes back for her. Yeah. And when he when he tries to pull her out and then she runs back he's searching all over the place for her and then he sees her no 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 don't open your eyes tears up that pillowcase puts it over her eyes and puts her in the chopper instead of him yeah and the reason she or he lost track of her was because she went back for that pillowcase right because it was so important That's yeah what she's going back yeah for. yeah yeah he grabbed her he grabbed her hand and um and went and then she let go she pulled away and went back for the pillowcase because she didn't once again there's that hunger for learning she did mm -hmm. not want to lose that pillowcase and then the bomb hit right by them and both of them both of them pass out um and but just that final shot of mm -hmm. her being being carried away in the chopper with F equals friend on her eyes. And that's the last time she ever saw him or heard his voice up to that mm -hmm. point. And she didn't think that she'd ever see him again. It just, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's such a, a beautiful sacrifice on his part because uh, mm -hmm. he, I'm trying to remember, was there not enough room on the plane for him to get onto? There was not. Yeah. There was so not. there was room for one more. And he said, Cam, his friend, just you, Buzz, we're going. I'm like, no, no, no. Take her instead. I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that theme of giving and sacrifice, it just, it just continues throughout this whole episode. And we just see it time and time again. And it's so beautiful. Oh my so gosh, it really, really is. And for Sammy to try so hard to find him. I mean, when we hear the, when we hear the letter to whom it may concern, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. You know, she has gone through every possible channel to find this man. Mm -hmm. And she was 18 when she wrote the letter and she was 12 when she was taken to the States. And so she has spent six years trying to find this man who saved her life and changed her life. Mm -hmm. So I should probably say that the other way, who changed her life and then saved it so she could change others. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> Telling you, have those tissues handy. They're very oh, warm. <laughs> so far, they're not streaming. So so far, I'm keeping it contained to the the sparkling eyes look. You know, <laughs> you're glistening. I'm glistening. I'm glistening. <laughs> <sighs> 
but uh, but so she has exhausted every possible thing that she can think of for six years and she's finally trying one final effort one final avenue that she hasn't thought of and she's sending a letter directly to the army with the official government form to try to find mm -hmm. to to try to find him and then it gets lost in the mail <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh that poor girl <laughs> <laughs> You know, she she tried so hard to find him, and when she couldn't, what did she do, Jess? Where did she go? To wait, oh, to when she couldn't find him, where did she decide to go to college? Oh yeah, she went to um, yeah. was it Colorado State? Colorado Vista. Vista. Yeah. So she goes to she goes to school in Colorado. So he can hopefully find her. Because he was from that area. Because he was from Colorado. He, he was from Colorado. Because um, that's what C was for, right? C yes. is for Colorado, place you from. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so when she has exhausted all of the possibilities and all of her resources, where does she, what does she do? She goes to the state. So hopefully he can find her it oh gosh just <laughs> the impact that this man had on her is i i've said this in the in the hardy's podcast but i haven't said it here there is something so compelling to me about a bond that is that tight that strong that isn't romantic you know because they could have easily made her a little older made her pretty you know and buzz liked her and there yeah. was a romantic attachment mm -hmm. easy easily could have done it and it would have been fine you know it totally would have been fine and it still would have had a credible storyline and all that but i think it almost means more it almost means more that it wasn't romantic and that it was still so strong, mm -hmm. you know, it's, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, because we really, we really undervalue those friendships today, and so to see that yes, so highlighted was very good. We jump straight to romance, we do, we jump straight, oh, those two have to be together, oh, those two <laughs> have to be together, oh, look, they're talking and looking each other in the eye, they're gonna end up together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We jumped to that conclusion. <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't happen here. It was, it was a bond that was that strong without romance. And, and mm -hmm. it, it made it more powerful to me. It, it just, I loved watching it even more, even though I'm a hopeless romantic and I would have loved <laughs> it if it had, I would have loved it if it, if it had been romantic. I appreciated it more because it wasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, I, yeah, I think that's a good word for it. I appreciated yeah. it more. And it, it really is a testament to Martha's writing because even though it wasn't a romantic relationship, it was still just as interesting, just as compelling. Because, you know, something like that could, could get a little boring, but she made mm. it, you really feel that connection and really like understand that bond that they had. And so Absolutely. I think that really helped it out as well. Okay, so let's talk about those brownies. <laughs> Pegs, practically.
literally perfect brownies. <laughs> but you know what? Those brownies led them. Those brownies led them to, to, <laughs> to buzz, which, you know, you never know, right? You <laughs> never know what's going to lead you to somebody. <laughs> and just the fact that the fact that they had already sampled the brownies, the postables, the three of them, <laughs> The fact, the fact that they had already sampled them because there was a misdirected box that they said, and they had already talked to Buzz's mother. They knew who she was and like, uh, oh, she said we should just eat the brownies and she would make a new order, which is so sweet. <laughs> Goes back to awesome mother, awesome son, right? Exactly. We see because it passing down that, the line. That, that's, yeah. And that's extra work for her, but she says, no, eat them. I'll make more. You know, it's just, I, I absolutely... Yeah, it, it, it's the connections. Once again, Martha, we love your writing because- Love your weaving are, of all the Oh, we the love your weaving. <laughs> <laughs> we love your weaving. <laughs> because once again, the connection that everything just intertwines. It just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful the way it happens. And we find out that Buzz has disappeared. He was MIA, but then he did make it home. Mm -hmm. But then he has taken off the PTSD and the guilt, the survivor's guilt has just become too much for him. So much so that he even left his purple heart on his yeah. hospital bed. It just, that, you know, I mean, most soldiers, that's what they work for. You're like, oh, this is gonna get me a purple heart. In, not, not in that attitude, but when they receive a Purple Heart, they most of the time are very, very humble, just saying, I was just doing my job. Mm -hmm. But that's, you know, that's the Stanley Cup of hockey. That's the <laughs> gold medal of the Olympics. Right. Only it, the stakes are much higher because you save lives. Right. You know? <laughs> you know? So it's an incredible thing to be awarded and he left it on his hospital bed. So what nightmare is he going through in his head? Mm -hmm. You know, they, it's just comments on that, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it shows his, his selflessness, his civility, because he doesn't feel that he deserves it, which clearly yeah. we know that he does deserve it, but he, um, he feels guilty for teaching her because it ended up with the school getting bombed and um, I yeah. made her a target. Yeah, yeah. Even though she did survive, I don't know if they mentioned if anyone actually died that day, but. Um, the captain says that there were, that the firefight was classified. I don't know if they're talking about that firefight or something else, but yeah. something, but the firefight is classified. So if they are talking about that, he said that the casualties were military and civilian. Okay, so people did die, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. he was holding on to that guilt and he felt like he didn't deserve it, but, yeah. And the state that he's in when we see him. Yes. I, I, do, I do have to admit, the, I, I was a little confused and I blame time on this because we didn't have enough time to delve deeper because it was only a, a one hour episode. Mm -hmm. But I was a little confused about the connection, about how they found him so quickly. 
through that vet pastor. I, my guess is that the captain knew the name of Benjamin Parker because he had said, because he didn't know Buzz. He didn't know the name right. Buzz, but after right. he heard the name Benjamin Parker, then he said, well, I have a buddy who run, who's a pastor who runs a service for vets. And mm -hmm. then boom, he, boom, Shane and Oliver are there. Boom. He's there working a shift. What? 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 <laughs> so I blame time because yeah, we they didn't, didn't have, have the time. They didn't have, yeah, they didn't have the opportunity to delve more deeply into that but but that is one concession i will make i was confused I, I, yeah I was like, wait, 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 what? Huh? and what? also how we were discussing he didn't respond to his his name until they said buzz right because they called, they called mr. Parker, mr parker benjamin buzz we yeah. didn't talk about this on the podcast in case anybody's wondering we said it when we were watching watching like why is he not responding to the other two names. Right, and unless he was just yeah. so zoned out and it took that yeah. personal, personal unique name from Sammy to kind of jolt him like, oh, you know, like out of his like, I don't know what the word or, is. Or um, because his army buddies called him that too. And so, but his mom said that he never mentioned them after he got home. So I'm wondering if um, he just hadn't heard it in yeah. that long. And it startled so him. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. So yeah, that's my only guess is that he was so zoned out. And I mean, it's like the telephone ringing. If you are really in the zone and you're just not paying attention, it takes until the third ring for you to hear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, oh, right. Phone. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that's my only guess is that he was, like you said, so in the zone. And boy, is he a state. <laughs> yes, he is not the same Buzz we saw earlier in the movie. He's got the long hair and beard, very scruffy looking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost scary how altered he is. And then once again, Oliver, king of speeches, he gives the speech that turns Buzz around and I'm sorry, Postables, I can't quote it word for word, but you have access to it. Go watch it. <laughs> um, and bring but, the tissues. <laughs> yeah. But just once again, Oliver's ability to be so empathetic. He's never served in the military. He's, he doesn't know anything about that world. And yet he zones in and tells him, what did you do? You served your country. You taught a little girl who had no hope for anything to read. You have done nothing to be ashamed of. What could you possibly have done that makes you think you don't deserve a night in your own bed? Or a purple heart. And just, yeah. Oliver, you're great, man. <laughs> you were made for speeches. <laughs> Got away with the words, for sure. It's, yeah. So then, <laughs> we go back to the DLO. 
And we find out that Teresa got Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> She's getting on the and, stage. <laughs> and Shane says, we've got a problem. There are no problems. Only opportunities in disguise. Well, this one's in disguise. <laughs> I know. It was so great. <laughs> that, I mean, just the banter. You've got you've got the beautiful sentiment you you've got the beautiful one-liner that that should be your next uh painting jess is <laughs> there are no there are no problems only opportunities in disguise or something like well, that this you one's know. in disguise <laughs> yeah so but that should be your next painting it, so you've got the big profound one-liner and then you've got the levity with the yeah. bantering you've got the wittiness right, kind of balancing right it after out after it yeah, it just Martha, you're incredible. Kristen, you're incredible. You know, <laughs> Valerie, may you rest in peace. You were incredible. Yes. You know, just, so this is Buzz, and she needs to be she she needs to be ready. He needs to be ready for Samila's for Samila's graduation in three hours. Yes. And instead of going uh <laughs> Teresa just says no problem and immediately takes charge of the situation <laughs> and so just okay Shane you do this Oliver you do this Rita you do this Norman you can keep us company <laughs> <laughs> which you know once again Norman in his quirkiness and his ever wandering and scattered thought, he thinks of the brownies. Instead of just sitting there like a like the good little puppy dog that he is sometimes, <laughs> you know, he pulls out the brownies and says, Are you hungry? That yes. giving Buzz that immediate connection with mm -hmm. his mother that he hasn't had in I don't know how long. Was it a year? Had he had he been gone for a year from his I mom? think at least a year. Yeah. Something like that. Because he called, or maybe, it, I don't remember, because he called on her birthday, but mm -hmm. he, but it was way before that, that he hadn't seen her. So, but he instantly has that connection with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see him show up. Oh, and gosh. the big finale here. We see him show up. To the graduation, looking as handsome as ever, just like he was, we find out that Sammy's valedictorian. And what did we say when we were watching Jess? Of course she is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> she was taught by the best. Yes, indeed she was. And so then she gives, I mean, okay, this girl got a lesson or two from Oliver. Yes, that speech, speech that she this it's a formal speech, yes, but that girl could give a speech. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. I've I've been a I've been a teacher for a lot of my life. I love visuals. And the fact that she was not afraid to look ridiculous for a minute. <laughs> to put that sock on the so red sock could, to go with her the blue red gown <laughs> sock to go with her graduation gown and her nylons you know <laughs> for her to for her to be 
that comfortable with it and want to share that story so much. It goes back to how humble she is, that mm -hmm. she did not forget her beginnings. She did not forget where she came from. She did not forget the man who made it all possible for her. And mm -hmm. oh boy, oh boy, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> and just like you said, the, just the way she delivers the speech. I used to be on the speech team way back when. It, it can mm. be really, it's not so easy to deliver a speech the right way. No. So she, she really used her voice to kind of gather that momentum and really make it profound. She could have just, you know, said it very, told her story, whatever, but she kind of increased the intensity with the way she used her voice, so with her inflections, how she pauses and, and all of that. And she just, just such a, the actress did such a wonderful job of bringing that, that story to life in her speech. Amen. Amen. Yes, absolutely. And how she looks at her family. Because of him, I have two parents to love me. I was like, oh. <laughs> she, she got adopted, you know, she, she got adopted in, into a loving family. And, and, then, and so then she's talking about the future. Today is a beginning for all of us, but we must never forget then some we may never see again with no idea that he is standing right there, but all of them we will love forever. You know? <laughs> and then this is the moment where I can't hold it in any longer. She just, she breaks away. She cannot, she just runs to him. There is no shock, there's shock. But once she sees that it is actually him, there's no slow moving. She bolts. She runs. She bolts and she just jumps off that stage and she throws herself into his arms. The hat fell off. She didn't care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my gosh. And, like I, and going back to the whole, the fact that this was more profound because it wasn't romantic there was no romance in that moment but you could not have pried them off one another for anything and mm -hmm. just how beautiful is that to have that kind of a relationship with somebody that means so much to you that when you see them you run and the and the thought that you may never see them again brings you to tears <laughs> Oh, I'm tearing up again. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you guys. Okay. <laughs> We're okay. Oh. We're just. <laughs> We're good. We're good. <laughs> but yeah. and then, and then he says, "I should get going. I don't want to barge in on your family time." And she just grabs his hand. F is for family. Family. <clears throat> and it comes full circle, and it's yeah. Full One thing circle. One thing I really love too about this episode is it really shows something good that can come out of a wartime um, or even yes. really any time of crisis. You know, we think of all the, the that bad is, that happens. Oh my gosh, in war. that is such a good point. Yes, please keep going. But I, I never even <laughs> thought of that. Please, yes, please keep going. Go. Yeah, the, the good from wartime or even like the situation we're in now, we're in a state of crisis. And, you know, most of what you're going to hear is person got killed or people are stealing you know, all the supplies mm. and, and resources. And this really highlights the good that can come out of a, a time like that, because those are times when we should um, come together and help one another. And it's just such a beautiful way of showing that, especially 
in wartime, we don't think of good things happening when we're at war with other countries. And, and this really shows no. that any opportunity can be that opportunity to, um, to change someone's life. And yeah. Jess, you're brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that is so profound. I never would have even thought of it that way. All right. So we're going to finish up with a little levity. Get rid of these tears. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all, for any parties slash postables out there, there are two crossovers. We have Michael Hogan, who just recently starred as Nathan Grant's father. He was the captain. And then we have um, Anne-Marie DeLuise. She played Aunt Caroline uh, for uh, Becky and Cody. And she was Sammy's adopted mother. So that's two When Calls the Heart connections for you. So now I can really officially i mean because with one actor who didn't even really say anything it was kind of edgy but now i got two so i can totally <laughs> cover it for the vlog Woo! <laughs> all right so jess are you ready for my trivia i'm ready i probably won't get number them but i'm ready <laughs> number one what was the rank and name of the officer who helped them in the office I definitely don't know his name. Was it a, a sergeant of some sort? Man, I even said it in the podcast. You must oh! not have been listening. <laughs> I was tuning you out. There's too much emotions going on, Cammie. <laughs> Captain Hopper. Captain Hopper, okay. Captain Hopper. Tell you, hey. I'm really bad at trivia. <laughs> I tried That's to pay attention. <laughs> okay, number two. Okay. E is for... Oh, I should know that. If you would ask me A, I know A. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you A. <laughs> no, I said I know A. I, oh, I don't know E. A is way too obvious. <laughs> that's, why, uh, that's why it's e called trivia. For <laughs> elephant. I don't know. <laughs> Eagle. Eagle. Hey, I was an animal. I was kind of close. <laughs> it's a bird. And a, no, no, sorry. No. They're both <laughs> animals. So I'm going to say that I was close. Uh, okay. That's the elephant in the room. <laughs> Where in the States did Sammy live? Number three. Before she went to college? Um, ooh, um, was it West she Coast? She said it. She said it. She said it. I know. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm terrible. Uh, California? Seattle, Washington. Hey, it was kind of close again. Oh my gosh. Well, you was, were two there like, states away. Oh, it's not like I said Maine. <laughs> Postables, did we give it? No, no, never mind. No, we don't give it to her. Oh. <laughs> You're 0 for 3, darling. You're 0 I know. For 3. <laughs> I feel like you got to give me an easy one. <laughs> no. Well, that's all I got. So. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, we have so, so enjoyed recapping this. Please, uh, you know, humor us with our emotions. <laughs> we hope that you come back. We're not always crying messes. <laughs> it's just this wonderful show and the emotions that it evokes. So all of you who work on this to bring it to us, 
We love you. You are amazing. Jess, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at jmbossy. It's B-O-S-S-E 77. I'm also on Instagram at jessbswblog. Or you can check out my website, beneathstillwaters.com. All right. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl, Cami spelled K-A-M-I on Facebook. I have the Hooked Hardy Facebook page and my blog is hookedhardy.com. You can also follow the Hallmarkies podcast everywhere on social media. On Twitter, it's Hallmarkies pod and on Instagram, it's Hallmarkies podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love your reviews and your comments. And if you're watching on YouTube, which is so much more fun, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and leave your comments. We love them. And we will see you next time with Soulmates. So yes. bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>